Hi, I'm Cody Alexander with MassCourse.com. Welcome to the Art of X show. This is going to be episode one. I'm kind of excited for doing this new project. Each week, I'm going to bring you kind of a, a different mixed bag of football. It may be about the article I just posted, maybe about something that went on the week before. But I'm here to talk ball. That's my favorite thing to do. Obviously, if you visited MassQuarters.com at all, you understand I kind of have a passion for this game, something I want to do. So me being able to talk about it, uh, even better. So think of this as what you want. It's a, it's kind of a football show. It's a podcast. It's a blog. It's whatever you want to call it. So uh, we're going to get started. So welcome. Thanks for being on episode one. Today is going to be kind of a preview of what our Blitz of the Month is. And I think it's a good example of taking a team that a lot of people don't think about in Tulsa Hurricanes. And when, when I say Tulsa Hurricanes, a lot of people don't think about defense, but they have been one of the better defenses in the G5 uh, for the past couple of years. And really, I want to talk about their three high structure. That's, that's kind of what this topic is going to be about. So let's talk about first the rise of the three high. Um, back in 2017, we started seeing, seeing this in, in Ames, Iowa. Now, the odd stack has been around forever. I think the 335, and most people are well versed with the 335 or have, have had experience with it, have either coached against it or have coached in it. Um, so that's nothing new. What is new, though, is kind of the iteration of it, the modern iteration of it that we saw in Ames, Iowa with uh, Haycock and Campbell creating that and really kind of taking the Big 12 by storm. It's, you know, it's kind of the air raid killer, per se, early on in, in 2017. So we saw the rise in that, and really it's done nothing but grown popularity. I mean, you go to Friday or Saturday nights, and, and you're going to see the three-high system that was kind of created in Ames, uh, and, and people have taken it and, and kind of run with it. Now, we've seen different versions of it. We saw the Phil Snow version of it at, at Baylor, which was, Really, it was an odd stack. It was a three-three-five, a lot of cover one, a lot of pressures. Uh, but using that three-high system and, and using the top down, I think that's the biggest thing that we're seeing. I mean, in the NFL, everybody talks about the Fangio system and the Staley system of how they take safeties and they align them deep and then they rotate to middle of the field close coverages. That's kind of what Phil Snow did at Baylor in 2019. He kind of took, again, took the Big 12 by storm, gave Oklahoma – with Lincoln Riley, a lot of problems, almost uh, won a Big 12 championship underneath that, got Matt Rule basically the job job at uh, Carolina. So to me, that's kind of in the mold that we're seeing. Then we go to Cincinnati last year and then again this year and just how their cover one version of the three high system with mugging backers, which just means they're lining up a backer on top of a guard, uh, mugging, mugging the B gap moving those guys around, um, playing a lot of cover one, and then just leveraging the defense. I think that, that the biggest thing to me is this is a leverage defense more than it is anything. And so then you have the Cincinnati version. Now, Tulsa is kind of in the line of everybody else, right? They're, they're taking that Iowa State system and they're kind of running with it. I think if you turn on the Big 12 at all anymore, you turn on the, the American Athletic Conference AAC where Tulsa plays, there's a lot of three high systems going in. Um, now you go more towards power five and things like that. You're just not seeing it as much. I think you're seeing more of the tight mint stuff, the Aranda saving mint stuff, but at the G five where you're not going to get the premium defensive linemen 
and then you look at the high school levels and kind of the small college levels, it makes sense to run the three high system. What are you going to be able to get a lot of in that? And that's a tweener. So I want to definitely break down uh, this defense. And that's what we're going to do today on today's episode. So, you know, look, first off, let's look at what, what Tulsa needs. Okay, Tulsa it offensively is a variation of the Brawl system. In fact, it's probably the truest Brawl system that you're going to see um, because it's it's Philip Montgomery, the head coach, running it, uh, who was uh, with Art Brawls from the from the beginning all the way back in the Stephenville days. So you're going to see kind of that on one end. On the defensive side, you're you're going to see a, a defense that looks a lot like Iowa State. Uh, the AAC is a very diverse landscape. A lot of different variations of the spread. So it makes sense to go to something that kind of gives you answers and everything. And that's what they did. Tulsa has been kind of middle of the range, kind of that above average defense. There's about 130 teams in FBS. So if you look at them statistically and analytically, EPA, they're above 40, which puts them again above average. If you look at their defense efficiency, again, they're above 50. They're above average. So, it, you know, if you think about it that in terms of that, and we're looking at about 65 is the middle point, you know, if you're above 50, that means you're above average. So that's, that's usually pretty good, kind of what they are, right? So what does this defense bring um, in terms of structure? It's malleable, meaning that they've got a bunch of DBs, and, and that's kind of what the three-high system brings to you is you have so many advantages with coverage, coverage rotations that you really can do almost anything you want. Um, it's almost in the sense of you can bring everybody but the field corner. Uh, so when you can do that, you can rotate You can rotate guys. And, all, you know, 10 of your 11 guys can be in the pressure at any time. Uh, can't sit in Tampa. That's the other thing about this, and I think that people it, – it's not a Tampa 2 defense. Um, it is kind of a bastardized version of the Tampa 2, but we have now moved past that. Like we're post Tampa two, right? So we're we're moving past that. I think with with what Phil Snow did at Baylor, and then what we saw with um, Freeman at Cincinnati, um, and even Trestle this year adding a four down element to it, uh, kind of gives you kind of where we're starting to move along. Uh, so you can't just sit in Tampa. I, I mean, it, like anything, if you just sit in it and you're static, you're going to end up you're going to end up getting into trouble. The middle safety is used to close the middle of the field. I mean, that's that's kind of the obvious answer for a lot of things. Where, what does the spread want to attack? They want to attack B gaps, and they want to attack the middle of the field. Now, at the NFL level and at the college level, at, uh, when you see a lot of three high, uh, cover three teams in, in middle of the field close, you're going to get a lot of the crossing routes. Well, what this does is it plays hard corners on the outside to trap the flats, so you're not going to get those RPO screens. You know, those horizontal screens, which anymore, a lot of people have moved away from those to begin with. Now you're getting more in-breaking RPOs. Well, when you put a middle of the safety right there at 10 yards on top of the center, it's really hard to now throw those uh, in-breaking RPOs in the crossing routes. You know, I think the the, uh, the Y-over concept in the air raid scheme has really kind of kind of taken off. And I think a lot of people use that in, in other crossing routes to kind of get the, the middle of the field, to attack the middle of the field. Well, because you've got the middle safety sitting there, it's it's really easy to close that down. And then you have your inside linebackers that can now focus on the run game. Five to six DBs allows for almost endless rotation. So you can you can bring a, a multitude of those guys. And, and really, the structure of this puts two guys on the hash, one guy in the middle. 
field. So you can you can almost rotate anything. You can bring one of those guys down, move the middle safety over, bring a corner, move everybody over. So any of your coverage rotations, whether you want to run quarters, middle of the field open, or you want to run middle of the field close, you, you can do that. And so that's kind of what Tulsa brings. It, it's that Iowa State system, but it's their version. It's Joe Gillespie's version. So let's talk about the basics of the three high system. This is essentially what you're going to see um, when you get into a three high versus 10 personnel. Easiest way to teach this stuff is to start with 10 personnel two by two, and then kind of move from there. So in this, you have the, the front is going to be what you call back. This means that the four, the four eye is going to be into the back. So you've closed down the B gap. Your nose is going to lag. So he's going to close the A gap to the, to the running back. That allows your Sam linebacker out there to control the C gap. A lot of times you see this in the cover two is, is what you're going to see out of this. And so because of that, because you're cutting the corners, you're trapping. So we're going to do what everybody does as a base, which is that Tampa. He is a wall two player. So he can close that C gap if he needs to. The mic is really a ball fit. Um, you're playing probably a heavy technique. Um, it, as the five technique away, meaning that if he gets his own to him, he's going to close the B gap, which again allows the wheel linebacker to stay outside. That nose is going to lag and, and try and close those A gaps. So you're really kind of a two gapper right there, which kind of frees up that mic. The mic can kind of rock, rock back with the quarterback if it is his own read, or he can stay front side on the A gap. So uh, if, if they get that running back, the, what they're trying to do is basically funnel everything into the A gap, which if you, if you've, dealt with the spread at all that's something that you just don't they don't want to do they don't want to run the ball in the a gap they're not running a gap power this isn't north dakota state they're not getting under center and just running a gap power until the cows come home no it's spread they want to spread you out they want to attack the b gaps they want to try and attack the tackles and this this essentially gives the, uh, the tulsa defense um compressing everything if you're going to run in the a gap it's going to be in a phone booth either it's going to roll out the back door and we're going to have two guys there or it's going to roll out the front door where the wheel linebacker and the mic's able to track that now the middle safety is what you call a three fit and that's that's an iowa state term um i think it's probably one of the better ways of teaching it he is reading the number three receiver if the number three receiver is in the backfield then he is going to fit off of the of the the number three receiver. Well, the number three receiver is the running back. So if it's zone, he's going to sink down into the box, and then that allows that Mike now, if he makes a mistake, let's say the Mike rocks to the C gap, he thinks the quarterback's going to pull it. Okay, so he rocks to the C gap. Well, that middle safety now can fit into the A gap. So he's essentially tracking the running back from ten yards. Um, now in three by one, everybody kind of shifts over. Okay, you get everybody to move move over one, um, and that that Sam can either stay attached to the box or he can move out. Uh, normally, what you see in, in this system is kind of a super rotation where the field safety goes and stays on top of number two, the middle safety stays on top of number three, and then the Sam linebacker either uh, lines up connected to the box inside number three or can cover down and stay in between. So it's almost like if you were running um, like solo coverage. Now you've got now you've got a tight end in the game. The defensive line goes to a 505. Mike and Will get into a 30. Middle safety is still fitting off of this. And, and the key here is is he's going to fit off butt side of the tight end. So the guy in yellow, um, he's going to fit off of him. So if he comes across, he fits off inside. If he goes front side, he fits off inside. If he goes vertical, I've got a man to man. So that it, it, what it does is you create your triangle coverage over one and two. You've got your mic and your, and your middle safety on top of number three, and then you've got your will 
um, and your will, your boundary corner, and boundary safety over that triangle uh, of those receivers. Uh, now, the fives are playing what you would call, a lot of times you hear it's called fist or it's called splatter in these systems. And all that means is I, I kind of like splatter because you're attacking the V of the tackle and you're going to splatter into the B gap. You're just going to contact and then work into the B gap. So I kind of like splatter technique. Um, I call it a heavy, um, but in, in this odd front, you normally hear it as a splatter technique. So those are kind of the basics of what you're going to see um, in, in the three high. So again, it's a leverage defense. They're taking the overhangs and they're not really letting anybody get to the edge. Okay, so you've got you've either got a Sam linebacker or you've got a middle safety or a boundary safety, depending on coverage. They want to use the middle safety and pressures. So that's one of the nice things about this this defense is that you have the ability to use these guys on pressures. Okay, location, 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 the middle safety in the middle of the field allows him to either work into the box, work to the edge of the box or replace somebody in coverage. The other nice thing is because of his location towards the box, you can utilize him without tipping off the offense. So you can look appear to be a Tampa two shell every single time. Like we can line up static every time. You can get five across and then at the snap of the ball, it's just mass chaos. Um, so that that's kind of the one of my favorite pressures from this whole entire system and kind of it, illustrating how you can utilize the middle safety is, this, is the Alamo burn pressure which is essentially um, a fire zone in bringing the middle safety up the middle, middle of the field. So it's a typical, what you would call a jet front. If you were in a four down, um, you put your Sam linebacker and your in uh, on as fives, you put your other end and your nose as threes, and then you align your Mike and Will and the A-gaps. And then the, the star in the Iowa state system works down on top of the running back. And he's got it makes it look like it's man to man, right? It makes it look like okay, they're they're gonna be in zero coverage, and then all of a sudden he hits the A gap and the free safety slings into the middle of the field. You end up getting into this fire zone, this fire zone three coverage, which Iowa State calls uh, burn. So in this week's blitz of the month, we have what's called I call Spurs add zero. Now it's gonna attack the back. What is Spurs? Spurs is a six-man pressure. Tulsa's gonna use this in the low red zone. It's a fire zone path, okay, the typical NCAA fire zone path, except for the outside guy is not going to come underneath, and he's going to stay outside on contain, and you're going to wrap the inside guy uh, into the B-gap. And then what Tulsa does is they add the middle safety overhang away to kind of work into the middle of the safety, middle of the field as a rat. I like this in the, in the low red zone because you kind of have an idea of what you're going to get. You're going to challenge the receivers with catch coverage, and then you're going to have a rat in case any of them cross. So in, you know you're going to get rubbed. So if they bring it in tight, you're going to go ahead and get them on different levels. You you know if they do that, you know what you're going to get. You're going to get a rub route. If, if they stay wide, you know you're going to get slants. You're going to get outs or you're going to get fades. So you kind of have an idea of what you're doing. And DBs are going to play catch coverage or, or a lot of people call it scoots or inch coverage. So you're going to get that. You're going to make contact. What I tell my DBs is, is that line in the goal line, you have to be carried across. So we're going to hammer that down. I like this because it attacks the running back. One, it forces the running back to stay in. And then the other thing is, is that make the running back block. Running backs aren't great at blocking, okay, traditionally. Most of them aren't. Now, the ones that are, they make money in the NFL. The ones that aren't, it's hard to keep you on the field. And then use non-traditional players, which is the middle safety. 
So here is a diagram of the blitz so you can see what it is. You've got the nickel who kind of mugs up on the outside. He's going to sling and use what I call a vision or an eyes technique. I like this better than dropping out the DN because now you have a coverage person that understands coverage. Okay, he's looking and he understands that you're probably going to get anything. Memphis went ahead and stacked them. So you can see that the free, the free safety in the field corner, they actually got on, on different levels. The boundary safety is going to have the tight end and then the boundary corner is going to have the number one receiver. The, the joker or the middle safety is going to kind of stay at the top of the box. He's going to let the, the fire zone kind of take place. Uh, and then you're going to then you're going to see him come in. And so to me, this is a great way to attack the back and attack uh, a, a team in a passing situation. It's good against the run as well because you're kind of loading up on that zone side. That nickel's going to kind of fold inside anyway. And so you've got you've got enough eyes on there that that you're going to be able to uh, withstand it. Now let's talk a little bit about Joe Gillespie going to TCU. I think it's a good fit. Um, he's a Texas guy. He's from Stephenville. Uh, he understands kind of the one the recruiting nature of here. It's going to be a big win for Dykes in terms of uh, camaraderie with the high school coaches here in the state. Now it gives him a little bit of a bigger platform at TCU. But I think what Gillespie is going to do at TCU is the same thing that he did at Tulsa. You know, Gary Patterson has already been a hybrid defense. He's going to have hybrid players to him. So I think that this is really going to be, be kind, of a, kind of a good match. Um, obviously, it's going to depend on the players. But I still think the Big 12 landscape calls for, calls for a three-high system if you're going to run it. Um, I do think that he's a great developer of talent. You know, Xavier Collins is somebody that kind of came out of nowhere, was a first-round draft pick for the Cardinals. I know he's struggling a little bit right now in the NFL. But that's a kid that he took from nobody wanted to offer him in Oklahoma. Nobody knew about him and then made him a first-round draft pick. Um, they've had solid defenses. He's a simple defensive coordinator. And what that means is that they're not going to run a bunch of exotic stuff. They're not going to get themselves into trouble. They're going to run simple things, and they're going to do it. They're going to do it fast. And again, it, it goes with it goes with the nature of the business, which is hybridization. So I think what we're seeing right now um, all across the, the landscape is the hybridization is in full effect. I think more and more people are starting to tinker with drop eight coverages, whether they're a four down or a three down. You're seeing a lot more uh, teams move to a three high system or at least kind of tinkering with it. I love what Knowles did at Oklahoma State with the four down, playing it from a three high. Um, it gives teams another situation that they can they can hybridize it gives them another answer to problems you saw the same thing with trestle at cincinnati being being kind of that bouncing around from their regular three high system that everybody kind of fell in love with last year to you know adding in some four down elements so i think what you see too with a lot of these and even with the hybridization just the players but also a scheme is you know, Kirby Smart in, in an interview earlier this year talked about how they've become more of a sim and a creeper creeper defense. Now, they want to attack, but at the same time, they don't want to just wholesale attack everybody at the same time. You know, just send a whole, you know, send the house all the time and run all these exotic pressures. I think if you if you paid attention to Georgia at all, you go to this year and they've kind of calmed down. They played a lot slower. Uh, and, uh, and by slower, I just mean that they've, they've really just kind of, you know, calmed the waters down. Um, not that they couldn't be more exotic or, or anything like that. It's just that when you have elite talent on the D-line and you kind of are dominating everybody, there's no need to go with, with all these crazy, these crazy pressures all the time. The other thing, a part of it is twofold, is that the offenses have also changed. Now you're seeing more condensed sets. 
You're seeing fast motions early. You're seeing ID checks where people will line up somewhere and then they'll move into the backfield or they'll move across. A lot more check with me in that sense. And so what do you do as a defense to counter that is that you you run safe pressures. You know, it used to be the fire zone was a safe pressure. You know, you're going to send five, you're going to play three under three deep. Well, that you're losing a man in coverage. So what has replaced that as in, in terms of safe pressure has been these simulated pressures and these creeper pressures that you're seeing at, at, a, at a high tick in, in college. And because of that trickle down from the NFL, from the condensed sets, the early motions, a lot more wide zone, people are kind of running the ball again. And but then also throwing the ball on first down. So you can't just sit in base anymore. If you want to, if you want to send some pressure, you're going to have to get a little bit more um, interesting in terms of your creeper pressures and your sim pressures. And the nice thing about it is you, you still have a seven-man distribution. You still have a four-down front, uh, and it doesn't really affect your fits that much. So to me, I think what we're seeing is is what I wrote about in hybrids in 2017 is kind of that that full effect of the hybridization. This is we're kind of coming into. Kind of everybody's kind of starting to establish themselves. We're kind of getting a little bit of homeostasis a little bit. So people are kind of figuring it out. Offenses are now kind of trying – now they're, they're getting stopped. I mean, look at the Big 12. The Big 12 was a defensive league this year. For the life of me, I haven't seen a Big 12 be a defensive league until since I was a kid. So uh, now we're kind of seeing that full circle. Where are we going to go? Where Where's the next iteration going to come? Where, where are we going to go as, as we start going through the process again? Because what we're seeing now is a more emphasis on on wide zone play action, kind of that trickle down from the NFL. These defenses have gone hybrid and lighter. So how is that next next going to iteration going to be? And I think we saw it a little bit with Jim Knowles and then Cincinnati with more utilization of four down. Um, I, Wisconsin ran a ton of peso this year, which is just a two four five. Uh, and, and really, it's just two edge players. They're outside linebackers. They either take out an end or they take out a nose and they put, a, they put an extra DB in there. Um, but I think uh, you look at what Aranda did this year, playing a lot of nickel for the most part, which is three down, which is, you know, tight front, mint front stuff. Um, and then you go and you look at the Georgia. Georgia played a lot of four down this year. Patrick Tony, who's now going to go to Florida, played a lot of more four down this year. Um, you know, so you start seeing that these kind of different things, and then it, it, you're you're starting to see kind of that trend back to more of a four down base. But it's going to look different. It's not going to be you know your dad's four two five or even my four two five. It's going to be a little bit of a different iteration. So that's kind of where we are, kind of where we're headed. Hey, hopefully you enjoyed episode one. Uh, I'm going to try and do this every week as much as I can uh, up until up until the summer when I start getting rolling with football. So try and make this in the off season. I'll either talk about the article I wrote about that on Monday or what's going on in football. Make sure again you subscribe to the YouTube channel. Make sure you subscribe to MatchQuarters.Substack.com where I post an article every week. Everything you need can be found on MatchQuarters.Com. Check out the template shop. Check out my books on Amazon. Give me a follow on Twitter. And then follow the hashtag Art of X.